Days. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN Tan Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center in beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place, and you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Excuse me, sir. Yes. It's the bat phone. To the bat balls. To the Batmobile. There's a really big show tonight. A really big show tonight. Yes, sir, we've really got a spectacle for you this time. Tonight on Nostalgic Cars and Radios, it's... No, it's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is Big Hoss from Pawn Stars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Welcome, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run into the computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Don't forget, if you missed any of our past shows, you can go to our archive page, which is located on our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And uh, 356 shows as of last week. That's pretty spectacular. So we're going into our eighth year now. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Would you like to do the social media honors? Sure. We are on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Periscope, at NRC on Air, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Instagram, at Gulfstream Motorsports. You know, I, sound good to you? That sounds good. Well, now it does. Now, here's what the problem was: is I'm used to the one Jack being over here to the left. Yeah. So I'm turning the knob and I'm going, wait a minute, there ain't nothing. You know, I was like, I can't hear you. I can't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, it occurred to me. Let me just kind of, you know, how I'm see, notorious. Three three fifty six has less knobs than that that app in front of them. So that's true. Uh, that's that's that is true. That's that why. Is true. That is true. That's what confused me. It doesn't look like my dashboard. And uh, but then you know how I'm notorious for pushing buttons and pulling things. And yeah. Stuff like, I uh, I realized I had it you in the wrong... You pushed buttons and pulled things. And... I pushed buttons and pulled things. I realized I had it in the uh, wrong jack. So now I can hear you just fine. By the way, guys, in case you just tuned in, here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up the phone lines this evening. Say what? We're going to oh. open up the phone lines this evening. So if you want to give us a call here to Studio, the phone number here is 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And this is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the one and only... Real live, authentic automotive show. Never found another one like it. No, and where you can hear the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. Now, a big shout out to our friend Tim Del Toro because he has the Grease Gurus. And that is also a very good automotive show. But what Tim does is he's basically, you call into his show and you talk to him and he can tell you all about how to fix your car, maintain your car, service your car. And naturally, like us, if you have an issue with your car, you take it up to Tim's Performance Auto Center. Is that right, Bobby? Up on uh, 
Verona, 906 Verona, yeah, in Tarpon Springs. So, uh, Timmy, if you're uh, listening tonight, and uh, have a beer for me too, by the way. Timmy likes to drink light beer, and I don't drink light beer. I like, uh, you know, hardcore beer, like uh, dark beer, like a Killian or a Yingling or something like that. Speaking of beer, wasn't there a beer fest this past weekend? Was that this weekend or was that last weekend? Uh, those were the, that was the weekend of the 20th. That was the uh, weekend, was a couple yeah. Weekend, yeah, couple when we went. Ago. A lot of beer fests. Okay, a lot of beer fests. Okay, and of course, if you want to find out more about beer, you tune into what? Kenny's show, right, Bobby? Uh, craft Beer Hour, yeah. 11 o'clock on tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah, and then, of course, there's another little brewery that just kind of popped up here up on Hercules Avenue, right? That is true, yeah, the Grindhouse Brewery there and, uh, and the Space Saver Center Space Center. Hercules. <laughs> yeah, right. And a big shout-out to our buddy up there, uh, Mr. Slade's Trades. That's uh, Scotty up there. So if you need some antiques and stuff like that, you know, well, we're giving everybody plugs. We should be plugging on ourselves. Well, but go ahead and do that then. Yeah. Well, anyway, all right. So, again, if you want to call in the studio, the number is 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And if you happen to be outside of our normal calling range, you can sit there and dial 1-866-826-1340. That's one 866 826-1340. Now, this is ordinarily not a call-in show. However, today is your lucky day. And uh, so if you want to call in, I will gladly field any questions, and we'll talk about automotive stuff now. I'm on the phone! Uh-oh, the phone lines. Here they go. I can see them. They're busy, 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 busy. Now, let me tell you about a couple things going on this weekend. What's going on this weekend? Well, let's see. The past weekend... What Bobby and I did is we went to the Corvette show, which was down in St. Pete at Stroud Park, and there was a probably the largest turnout of Corvettes I've ever seen. Now, what's interesting, and we'll get into this a little bit later, is it was mostly late models. It's I don't know where the vintage Corvettes or vintage cars in general. You know, it's a lot of these car shows. It's all late model stuff. Even when we go to some of the Mustang shows, um, generally you know late model Mustangs, not a lot of vintage cars. Now. Rob, a, Rob approves of this show, just so you know. Rob approves of the show. Big and shout actually out the, the message cause about the Corvette show, because he originally uh, yeah, let right, us know. You know, Yeah, you know what? All you car show guys, all you car club guys, if you are listening this evening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, be sure and contact us and let us know when there's car events, because we don't always know when there's car events, car club events, until somebody casually kind of mentions it to us so a big shout out to radio rob the number one listener here at uh, tan talk radio network and nostalgic radio and cars because he informed us of the corvette show which i did not know about can you imagine that bobby i did not know about a car show local car show of all things now i i you know i generally go to floridacarshows.com to find out where all the car shows are and uh you know what i've been a little lax on posting them on our website but at any rate, okay, so big car show, Corvette car show this weekend. And uh, and then what we did after that is we went over to Ricky T's down on Treasure Island to listen to our good friend Stevie B. 1111 is the name of his band. And Stevie may be joining us live in the studio next week. And what we're going to be talking about next week, since I'm kind of a neophyte, I'm a long-time guitar guy, but I'm just so bad at it. It's just not even funny. I mean, all I do is I know a few chords. After 40-some-odd years, 50 years Playing the guitar, all I know is the same old chords. You know, there's a lot of finger calisthenics involved in trying to get your fingers to conform, particularly when you get older. And if you play an acoustic car, guitar, the neck is usually an inch and seven-eighths, two inches wide or in diameter. And that's, you know, if you got small hands like I do, that doesn't work too well. Or if you're playing like a Fender Strat or a Gibson, you know, your neck's usually about an inch and five-eighths, inch and a half or something like that. That's, you know, and then you got to slide up and down and try to keep from tripping over your fingers. And uh, so, anyway, so we'll probably have the guys from, we'll have Stevie come on from Stevie B's. Well, Stevie. And uh, <laughs> maybe Jim Terry, because Jim Terry was, we went to Rambas, right? He was playing up there. The night before. The night before, yeah. Jim Terry of Jim Terry's Music, he was playing up there. Boy, we're really taking care of the Tampa Bay music scene, aren't we? Well, yeah. And then, of course, tonight is open mic night next door to, at Naughty Nancy's, Crow's Nest Pub, right, Bobby? That is true. Yeah, and then Friday, if you're gonna go ahead with local events, we got first Friday in Tarpon Springs. All right, and then the second, so that's this Friday. Yeah, and then isn't there a first Friday in St. Pete too? Mm-hmm. Okay, downtown so. St. Petersburg. And then, of course, they had Blast Friday this past Friday in downtown Clearwater. Now, the reason we bring up all this stuff is because if you follow us on Facebook, 
That's Facebook, guys. Okay. Nostalgic Adrian Cars and Golf Fat, Motorsport. Drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. <laughs> so, like, so give us a like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us likes and follow us because, you know, a lot of these events are freebie events. They're great social events. You know, meet people, say hi to people, stay in touch. Um, the car shows, obviously, if you're a car guy, are entertaining. If you're into music, which we are, you know, the, the music is entertaining. And uh, it's just fun, you know. So we truly enjoy that. We've kind of built a little bit of a following at some of these events. So we generally try to uh, buzz around and, and uh, kind of hobnob with the local scene here. Now, Bobby, I think you got something queued up on the uh, on the turn-em-up table for us because we're doing a little tribute to Greg Allman because Greg Allman uh, passed away here this past week. Right. And uh, this is actually a song that came out in the early 70s. Well, I will after uh, we quickly mention uh, the Smoking Rib Shack. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Is slowly on their way down a few doors down on uh, West Bay Drive to 426 West Bay Drive. They're going to be moving there in the beginning of June. And, you know, we'll let you know because obviously we go by there. <laughs> we go by there a lot. And they're going to have a full-blown uh beer wine license this time so they're gonna have a bar and they're gonna be contemplating and working on some and which we're gonna try to help them with some live entertainment so the rib shack is moving up getting bigger better better and if you drive through downtown largo on west bay drive there is no mistaking that sensational scent of great barbecue wow midnight rider this is one of my favorite songs out of the 70s hey guys you're tuned in to nostalgic radio cars don't touch that dial we'll be right back with some really cool car talk Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. 
I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN 10 Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Jimmy Shine from SoCal Speed Shop and the host of Car Warriors. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. Okay, we're back, and do not touch that dial. Okay, so what's going on this weekend? Well, Thursday is the uh, weekly car show at Goobers and Lubers, a.k.a. Quaker Steak and Lube, and uh, but we refer to it as Goobers and Lubers. You know? Yes. Because it costs money to get a proper plug, like I always say. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Very well said, Bobby. Anyway, so the Tampa Bay British Car Club is going to descend on goobers and lubers. The British are coming. Is descend the right word? Descend. Because, you know, they don't they don't all just oh, yeah. storm well, in like yeah. a bunch well, of muscle well, cars. Yeah, I mean. like, well, yeah, the, the running joke is, is that if you own a British car... You also have a AAA card, uh, a Geico Come Fetch Me card, and State Farm Come Fetch Me card. And uh, in other words, what you basically do is you have the on-speed dial, somebody that has a wrecker. Uh, <laughs> because if, unless you're a wrench or somewhat of a wrench, your British car is, uh, well, let's just say they have a mind of their own. Show yeah. me the car facts. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, but uh, yes, the British. it's Drive Your British Car Week, by the way, if you have a British car or British bicycle, so if you got a, a Raleigh or a, something like that or a BSA or a Triumph or something like that motorcycle, you know, it's Drive Your British Vehicle, actually, Car Week. So everybody with an MG, a Jaguar, a Healey, uh, what are the British cars out there? Triumph, let's see, Aston Martin, Rolls-Royce. I can't even think of all of them that are out there relying. Rollback. I'm Mini sorry. Cooper rollback. <laughs> yeah. You are welcome to participate in the uh, British car gathering at uh, festivals. No, not festivals of speed. God, look at me. I'm looking. At, at, uh, at Goober, Goobers and Louvers on uh, 49th Street, Thursday, commencing at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, the reason I'm talking about that. Oh, yeah. By the way, the phone lines are open. If you do want to give us a call here at the studio at 727 727- Four four one three thousand. That's seven two seven four four one three thousand or eight six six eight two six thirteen forty. If you're up in the villages and you happen to be tuned in, and um, but at any rate, so I talk about um, cars on the show from time to time. This is an automotive show, and uh, but I don't talk about fixing them because I'm not really a wrench or a mechanic, and I'm not here trying to sell you a service or anything like that. Other than appraisals and valuations and diminished values, I w- I can't talk about that. In fact, whose show was that on last week, Bobby? I was, uh, I guess. It was on, oh, yes, the Patient Advocate Hour from 3 to 4 p.m. on Thursdays on the Tantalk Radio Network. Well, we're plugging everybody on it. You know what? You need to tune in to WTAN. We've got some really, really good shows. And one of my favorite shows, really, is Paul Malloy's show, When Andrew the Barber Comes On. So if you like politics, uh, what's... Uh, what's um, Freedom Paul, Works. Freedom Works. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Yes. Okay, there's a big shout-out to him. Of course, I like, uh, you know, we like uh, our buddy Kenny because he has the food show and the beer show, and he has a bowling the show, golf too. golf and bowling. The golf and bowling. <laughs> and so, okay, he's pretty all rowdy. He's been here for a long time, too. So, you know, he's uh, we've got some pretty cool shows here. So check out the Tantalk Radio Network website. And, yes, they, they might as well run to their computers again in case they haven't already run to their computers and Google Tantalk1340.com so you can see... Well, one of us live in the studio. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, let's see. This past weekend, we had the IndyCar races. We had Charlotte. And uh, since I'm not a big IndyCar fan, but our, our, our uh, you know, there was a bad wreck there. 
was a really, really bad wreck. And it's, and a lot has to be said for safety and racing. Because if you watch that crash where uh, the guy come around turn, I'm not sure which one it was, three, he bounced off the wall, cut in front of, uh, I can't remember his name, Ryan, something or other. He went totally airborne. The car landed on the side, landed on the side right next to the roll cage where the uh, where the driver was sitting. And obviously you're strapped in with a six-point harness and the safety equipment. I mean, that thing bounced around, shattered to the only thing that was spinning around in the middle of the track was the tub. And he basically walked away. So NASCAR safe, IndyCar safe, Formula One safe. You know, racing is safe. You know, we had a lot of fatalities back in the old days. However, having said that, once in a while there's a fluke because if the car lands the wrong way or goes in the wrong direction, hmm. You know, but today, even even some of these cars get T-boned, they do, they hold up pretty well. So anyway, so we had that. Charlotte, uh, they had a um, the race this weekend. The race that's coming up, That because uh, I'm a big uh, road race fan, and obviously we're pulling for Ford and the GT, and the Chip Canassi team, is the 24-hour Le Mans coming up June 18th. So that should be exciting. This weekend, we have the Sumter County Fairgrounds. Bobby mentioned to you about the... Uh, First Fridays in Tarpon Springs and in St. Pete. And Monterey Car Week is coming up in August. Right? And then NAM is coming up. Bobby, why don't the you National elaborate? National Association of Music Merchants. Yes. Right. In Nashville, Tennessee. They call it the Summer NAM. Right. So when Stevie comes on next week, we're going to talk a little bit about that with him, about vintage guitars, music, the music scene, what it was like back in the old days. In fact, I think hopefully Stevie will come into the studio and he can give us some, uh, you know, give us, uh, for those of us who have been around for the last 25, 30, 40 years, God, it's been 40 years. That's hard to believe because Stevie's been playing since the, since the 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, so super guitarist and uh, he teaches me a few things here and there. It's just a matter of practice. That's the whole idea. If you want to become a good musician, if you want to be good at anything, you've got to practice, 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 practice. Okay, so here's where I'm going with this. And um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the cars. I was actually reading some articles because I do read from time to time, don't I, Bobby? You know, besides push buttons and pull things, I actually read once in a while. Yeah, and, uh, and talk. So, and talk, and talk. I have uh, a tendency to talk from time to time, yes. But I was reading on ClassicCars.com, and then I go to Haggerty, and then I go to Auto Week. And, I mean, there's just so many publications out there. This is one of the reasons why I don't cover races, because we're not really a race reporting thing. You can get all the information you want. Our thing is, since we're car enthusiasts and we we like vintage racing, and our friends up at HSR are going to uh, VRI this weekend to Virginia International Raceway, and uh, that's the vintage races this weekend. And believe me, I'd love to be there with the rest of those guys hanging out. But... uh, so what we talk about here is is that kind of the sport of and the hobby of collecting and vintage racing and 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 music from time to time and things of that nature. So that's pretty much what this show covers uh, as a rule. Now, one of the articles that I was reading here not too long ago was about the Ford Mustang. Now, naturally, you guys all know that I am a diehard Ford guy. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but having said that, the number one car that is that people and collectors are searching for on the websites various websites on the internet obviously and uh, print publications and uh, places like craigslist and up and down the alleys is the ford mustang 1965 mustang is the most sought after car in the United States, by far, and uh, I believe the number two car might have been the Corvette. And then Camaro was like three or four. It was way down in the bottom there somewhere. But, I mean, that's not to rule out Mopars and stuff. Now, there's something magical about the Mustang, and I'm not saying it's just because I'm partial to the Mustang or because I actually own one and I have a 65 convertible Ford for sale. has a better idea. It does. It really does. I mean, I got to tell you, I was talking to a friend of mine that worked for um, one of the big three up in Michigan back in the day. And here's how the story goes. Lear, yes, the same company that made uh, stereo systems and Lear jets. And I know Alan's going to be calling in here in a minute, so you're going to have to queue up the Saint. Okay. Oh, yeah, Roger Moore passed away. We we did that one last week, right? We did a little tribute to him. But at any rate... Um, 
Henry Ford was sitting there with Lear, and they were talking about, you know, it's, the bean counters always get in the way of the production of a car from the standpoint that they have to screw it up to the point where it doesn't fall in line with what the original designers or um, planners kind of were looking to achieve when they were trying to bring a car out to the market, okay? So what happened was is Ford was the Henry Ford II, the deuce. This is how the story goes. Okay, and uh, so they brought out their seats, and they told Henry Ford that here's your seat for your mid-60s Ford, and Henry Ford's comment was, why does our seats cost so much? We'd like to get the cost down. And, you know, a Chrysler seat's less money, uh, a Chevrolet seat's less money, you know, or General Motors in general. He says, why is that? Well, then basically what happened was is the, the one of the executives or one of the designers, engineers with uh, Lear brought out three samples. They bought a GM sample out, a Ford sample out, and, of course, a Chrysler. And guess which one was the worst? Chrysler, unfortunately. And um, I will say this. Chrysler has always been pretty cool with their design, very innovative, very um, kind of cool-looking stuff. I mean, neat switches, designs, features. I mean, they're really good with that kind of stuff. But, unfortunately, there was nothing that Chrysler designed that really held up. I mean, it's stuff just broke. Okay, so... Yeah, thanks, Bobby. Good one. And um, and Chevrolet, you know, because they made a bazillion of Chevrolets, okay, and Cadillacs and Buicks and Oldsmobiles and Pontiacs, they basically were kind of like middle of the road, you know. Um, we'll make them kind of comfortable, but we're not going to spend a ton of money on them. So that was number two. And what was funny is when, when Ford, Henry Ford took a look at the, the Chrysler seats, this is the, if you take the upholstery off and you have the actual, just the frame, the structure of the front seat, okay? Let's just say a front bench seat or passenger seat or driver's seat of, a, of, a, of your run-of-the-mill full-size Chrysler. It was pretty much looked like a bunch of coat hangers kind of all wired together. Chevrolet was a little bit more heavier duty. I mean, you can see it when you ride in a Chevrolet. And, and again, I'm not saying this because I'm partial to it, but the Ford does have a nicer seat, and it was a lot stouter. And, uh, and they're full-size cars. Now, granted, they're Mustangs and Camaros and stuff like that. Those things were built, you know, just to kind of, they were, they were cheap. There's no, no, you know, mincing words about that one. They're just cheap. I will say this. Fast forward to the late 90s, early 2000s, General Motors does have some really nice seats. Chrysler, on the other hand, they're still short in the Chrysler and the seat department. Now, the reason I bring this up, too, is because on occasion here, we've had to rent some cars. And we can tell you about bad seats, can't we, Bobby? Uh, yes. And I don't think there's anything made that coming out of the the Pacific side, way over there on the other side, that's got any comfortable seats at all. Those seats are all cheap and cheesy. I mean, they are just rotten, and I don't care what kind of car it is. They really, you know, you can drive a car, and the car can be just a crappy, che- cheesy car. You throw a nice seat in it. And it changes the ride automatically, doesn't it, Bobby? So you throw in something that's a little bit more cushiony, a little bit, you know, with a lumbar support. And I do not understand why the manufacturers don't get this. But when you sit in the car and the seat's like a bucket, I mean, your back, the curvature of your back, just like, ew, it's just, it's terrible. Okay. Now, I, I, I put want to put a, put a milk crate in there and be yeah, better Yeah, you might off. as well, you know. So, and, and so, you know, seats are important. Besides, you know, everybody talks about posture and back pain and this. Well, you know what? Maybe the manufacturers just need to really make, you, you make a cheap, cheesy car, at least put a little bit of money in the, in the seats. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing about the seats. My other complaint about late model cars, the driver's side is usually adjustable, up or down, forwards, backwards, you know, like suppose. But what's with the passenger side where it sits basically on the floor? I don't mm-hmm. get that either. Are you that cheap that you can't add, uh, like, a seat adjustment on the passenger side, even if it's manual? Pretty, pretty pathetic. All right, now I, 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 I wandered off here. But let me get him back into the Mustang. Uh, bring the soapbox back in here now. Bring the soapbox back in here. Okay. So anyway, so back to the Mustang. So the Mustang is the number one sought-after car among collectors. Now, why? Well, it went on to say that pretty much because the Mustang, you could drop that car anywhere on the planet. I mean, a Yeti in the Himalayas would know that it's a 1965 Mustang because it's just an iconic car. It just really, really is. And, uh, and it's a good car. It's a reliable car. It's a dependable car. It's a very affordable car. And the article just went on to talk about, you know, all right, so the Corvette, and went on to talk about the, the Camaros, and went on to talk about Chryslers. And actually, you know what? Back up here a second. I think the number two car, besides a Mustang, believe it or not, was a Chevrolet Impala. So if you talk about a 65, 66 Mustang, which is pretty much identical car, 67, 68, which is a little bit nicer looking car, but, you know, the, the 65 is the traditional Mustang. 
Uh, the 67, 68 Mustang's a nice looking car, but so I'm I'm gathering that they're talking, they're taking mid 60s cars, so they're probably referring to the mid 60s Impalas. So if you take a 65, 66 Impala and 67, 68, they look similar. I'm gonna settle differences on the cars, and um, so those are you know pretty popular cars of the day, and um, and 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 I and I could buy into that, okay. And then like I said, somewhere down the line was Camaros, Corvettes, and and Challengers and Barracudas and all the other car star stuff and and then got into the to the Roadrunners and Satellites and Belvedere's and GTXs and all that stuff. Now, where I'm going with this, too, is I'm talking a little bit about values in cars. And um, the $100,000 and up cars market is slowing down quite a bit. The million-dollar cars, the $500,000 million-dollar cars, those are just, uh, that's just stratosphere cars. Because here's the deal. the car, And I've said this many, many times on my show. The cars that are really, really, really expensive have to be really, really, really correct reasonably, and overdone, quite frankly, not even to the point of where they're really correct, where purists like myself go, hey, I can appreciate an original unrestored survivor correct car, or if, even if it was restored, restored to the way it rolled off the showroom. But these cars, their expectations are really, really high. So, because what's happening is, is these people want to get these cars, go to car shows, and particularly concourse, since there's so many of them around now, they want instant gratification and they want to win an award. Okay, so let's back up again to the under $100,000 cars. So your Boss Rio 2s, your Z28s, and your Hemi cars, and uh, Kudas and stuff like that are all 50 to 100, 120, 130. Shelby's excluded because they're way over 100 now. Rightfully so, okay. But so... But the but but again, the guy that's buying the fifty thousand dollar Boss three hundred two versus the hundred thousand dollar Boss three hundred two, the hundred thousand Boss three hundred two guy is going to be like me. He's going to be a numbers guy. He's going to check, make sure he's got the right motor in it, the right carburetor, the right intake, everything date coded, everything within you know uh, three weeks of the production of the car. Um, he's going to make sure it's got the right power steering pump. He's going to make sure it's got the right uh, if it's got if it's a drag pack car, oil cooler, the right kind of brackets on it, the right kind of pulleys, the right kind of you know all that kind of stuff. So you get really, really, really fussy. Unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I forgot more of that stuff than most people will ever know. Not to brag or toot my horn, toot toot, but it's just that I've been around this for so long that I kind of know now. Where where the car buyers where the market is really strong right now is ten to twenty five thousand dollars. Why? Because the average car out there, if you're gonna pay to have it done, you're gonna have ten to twenty five thousand dollars in the car. And at twenty five thousand dollars, you got a really, really nice car that's more than likely reliable, more than likely a car to drive. Is there some background music there? Or is it me? Just my ear, my, do I have ten on this? And I'm hearing things. You're hearing things. I'm, I'm, I'm getting things ready. <laughs> oh, you're getting things ready. Okay. So anyway, shouldn't hear it though. I shouldn't hear it yet. Okay, good. No problem. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Um, seven two seven four four one three thousand eight six six eight two six thirteen forty give us a call yeah for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports or just general car talk that's what we're doing today so anyway this is what we call an open car show when we do an open show basically open car show open show is we open, open the phone show. lens yeah i'm so used to no, yeah. we're not going to charge you to bring your car here yeah we're not going to charge you to bring your car here we'll do an assessment <laughs> on it we'll do evaluate <laughs> you want, yeah exactly so at any rate so what happens is and bobby you can chime in you know because the here's, well, here's well, the intermission countdown will start here shortly since the, i think we'd like to hear something oh okay okay cool but anyway, so what's happening is now people want cars that they can drive, and this makes perfectly good sense. But you know, if you get, if you're a billionaire and you buy a ten million dollar car and you drive it every day, and I have a friend of mine in South Florida that drives his five million dollar, probably ten million dollar Ferrari two hundred and fifty uh, com, 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 competition, competizione. I can't even pronounce it right. Anyway, so he drives his car all the time. But a five million dollar, a guy that's got millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, a five million dollar car is relative to him versus a guy that's got you know maybe a hundred grand and he drives a $15,000, car. You see what I'm saying? So, but the whole idea is to drive the cars, have fun with the cars, and 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 put a big smile on your face. You know, go to some of the car shows, drive, drive. That's the whole thing, which is what Bobby and I do when we can. You know, when we have something that runs and drives, and uh, and and will we keep you informed as to when we do have something that runs and drives if we're driving something different? But at the moment, we're just driving Miss Money Penny, which is a 1974 MGB GT, which happens to be a lot of fun, which is kind of a cool little car. We dig it. So at any rate, so having said that, you know, everybody can, can drive a car. Now, if you want a four-door car, if you want a station wagon, which we call long roofs, all right, have fun. You know, because you can pile the kids in there, pile the family in there, pile the dogs in there. Like for this past weekend was Memorial Day, for example. You could throw everybody in the car, gone someplace to a local park, and had a picnic. Right, Bobby? Hot that dogs and hamburgers, you know? Mm -hmm. and uh, Or you could have gone down to Ricky T's and listened to uh, Stevie B play guitar, right? 
Yeah, you can take your car there, too. You can take your car there, too. If you can find a parking space down on Treasure Island, because it's getting crazy. So we highly encourage you to go to parks like uh, Philippi Park and places like that where there's plenty of parking. And a lot of car clubs seem to kind of tend to hang out there and have little gatherings and stuff. So that's a lot of fun. So, But the main thing is to drive your car. And buy something that puts a smile on your face and buy something that's a lot of fun and buy something that's basically, hey, this is kind of cool. And the cool thing about it is if you're in a ten dollars to $25,000 range, chances are you get your money out of it again. And let's say, for example, you want a Chevrolet for a while, that's fine. Now, say you want to buy a Mustang, go buy a Mustang. If you want to buy a Camaro, buy a Camaro. If you want to buy a Dodge Challenger, buy a Challenger. If you want to buy a big old Chevrolet, buy a big old Chevrolet. If you want to buy a 57 Mercury four-door station wagon, go for it. Hey, if you want a 61 Lincoln Continental Convertible, go buy a 61 Lincoln Continental Convertible. Hey, on the other hand, if you want to spend 50, 60 grand and buy yourself a Austin Healey, go buy an Austin Healey. Buy whatever you want, whatever puts a smile on your face. But the neat thing is, is that when you stay under... You know, ten to $25,000, there's a lot of really good cars out there that you don't have to worry about. Even the clones, which I was kind of like, you know, turned off by clones. But you know what? If you got a fake uh, 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 SS Chevelle or SS Camaro or GT Mustang, drive it and have fun with it. You know what? The options are kind of cool anyway. And, you know, somebody will buy it because it's kind of cool and it's different. Just like our friend Gene has the uh, 70 GTO lookalike. It's a, it looks like a judge. It's not really a judge. It's just a Le Mans. But he made it look so nice, and he put retro wheels on it. He's got full power and air and an automatic bucket seats console. It's a great car. And a really great wax. And a really great wax. Yeah, yeah. Big kudos to our friend over there, Gene Tesson, at Garage One. GarageOnePro.com to order some products. Yeah, we should have Gene come on tonight and just kind of jaw jack a little bit. Forgot about that. We meant to do that one of these days. And uh, actually, well, I don't know. Oh, we did have him come on when we did the anniversary show. Yeah, we'll bring him again. We'll bring him on again. We can talk a little bit about his stuff. And, of course, he has a car show. Let's see. What's, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This weekend is uh, Reeves Import Motor Cars is the, because uh, it's the first Sunday of the month, right? First Saturday of the Didn't month. the second? No, it's the first. first. Okay. Yeah, is their uh, Cars and Coffee. And then Gene Teston over at uh, Garage One has his uh, Cars and Coffee thing. That's right. Actually, we need to go over there and get, because he's always got great donuts. <laughs> and yes, coffee. Reeves does, and, Reeves, so, and, and Reeves, has the, Reeves has the beignets. But so. but but Gene, he makes sure that there's enough boxes to fill up everything. That's exactly right. <laughs> He's pretty good on these. He's liberal with the. Uh, and there's that word liberal. He's liberal with the donuts, so that's good. And he's got a band there. That music. is not what we program here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that is uh, my little dissertation on the Mustang and classic cars and stuff. Now the. Uh, we talk about valuations and stuff, and and I was reading another article that Haggerty wrote, and Haggerty kind of concurs with what I was just saying, which seems to be consensus. And this is not something that I say because I've read this; it's actually because I go to these auctions and I witness this. We got a caller on the line, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, Rob, real quick, tell us, tell us what very important yeah, this, national holiday is Friday. Uh, this coming Friday, uh, Robert is uh, National Donut Day. National <laughs> Donut Day. That's a very, very, very important day, which means we're going to have to drive down to St. Pete and go to Krispy Kreme on 4th Avenue. Okay, great show tonight there, Robert. <laughs> All right, thanks, Rob. Thank you. you Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. National Donut Day. Wow. Okay, so we're busy, big Krispy Kreme uh, fanatics here. We're going to have to go to the little white store with the green <laughs> green writing on the walls, right? You, you, you know, that just that made my day, right? That just made my day, too. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save up for that one. Okay. Of course, so should we do a tribute to the uh, state insect real quick? <laughs> yeah, the state insect here. While I've been working around and helping some friends of mine move some stuff around, I keep running across these little critters. So here's a little tribute to and the little critters. Pretty- and it should be this Florida state animal. It really should be. Because we have... Weather out there today is hot and scrappy with continued hot and crappy in the afternoon. Tomorrow, a chance of continued crappy with a pissy weather front coming down from the north. On <laughs> balmy Florida! Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Every morning in the kitchen, you could see him scurry. With those six fat legs, he could move in a hurry. Living on garbage, hiding in the wall. Breathing sprays and poisons and surviving it all. Let me tell you about a roach. With a female roach, his only thoughts to seduce her. He's an insect Casanova, a prolific producer. He's got a shiny back that's harder than granite. <laughs> He's just about indestructible, damn it. He's a roach. 
like mine. I'll survive. Just relax. Everything will be fine. Big Roach. Big Roach. Now, we get along fine. At least so far. In fact, my only complaint is that he borrows my car. You can't fight evolution. Not and win, he swears. Seems my only solution was to give him downstairs. Well, I didn't want him in my room. Listen, I've slept in a room with roaches before, but I've never had one hop in bed and throw one leg over me. When they start to cuddle, that's where I draw the line. Well, it's been a while since that went down. He moved out. People said he left town. Then, via the vine, I heard he moved to Manila. They say to marry a chick by the name of Bugzilla. Big Roach. A year went by, and I got a visit from his son. He was bigger than a Buick. He weighed over a ton. So now I live downstairs. Well, what could I do? My only other choice was to have him move in with you, and he was big. to top off the evening with a treat from our snack bar. Still time if you hurry. Last call for refreshments, folks. Go right this second to get something good to eat and drink to enjoy now or during the rest of the show. The finest quality ingredients are in the fixings of the delicious foods you'll find waiting to tempt your appetite at the snack bar. Extra special good hamburgers, wonderful donuts, ice-cold, thirst-crunching drinks. Pizza generously sliced steaming hot, fresh coffee, ice cream in many flavors. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. This is Aaron Hagar, Rat Runner's Garage and Shift and Steer, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Awesome. I love you guys. Keep talking. Okay, we're back. And you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thanks, Aaron Hagar. That is the son of Sammy Hagar, who's coming this fall in concert here in downtown Clearwater. Coachman Park, yep. All right. Okay, so now, um, the other article that I was going to kind of uh, expound on a little bit was, and again, this is my own observation as well, but the article went on to concur my contemporary thoughts, and that is the, uh, like Bobby's generation, the guys between the millennials and the Gen Xs, okay? Don't make me come up! I'm sorry, i got to call you back. We keep forgetting about those guys being car enthusiasts as well. Now, in two weeks, our good friends over there, the uh, Crown Motorsports Group, will have their um, monthly cars and coffee at Audi of Clearwater upon uh, 19. And an observation that I made, me being an old-school hot rodder, which I kind of, uh, um, you know, that's just who I am, I is, and uh, the younger group. Now, you know, we the old guys, we have kind of like a mental block. We think, oh, we're, we're just in the vintage cars. 
or hot rodders were, you know, were wrenches, were tinkerers, were drag racers, road racers, all kinds of racers, street racers, obviously. But we overlook the fact that these younger kids, they don't necessarily have to relate to our old vintage stuff. They don't have to not like it, but they're pretty much into their, their tuner cars, you know. And it's not just a matter of having what we call a, a fart can hanging off the back end of it. It's, uh, you know, the guy's getting some pretty serious mechanicals here, you know, and engine swaps and things, which some of that stuff, you know, we're talking, you know, in our day, if you had a, your basic car was 250 horsepower out of the box, basically, and to get an extra 50, 60 horsepower, you had to spend some serious money and start ripping stuff apart. And again, we had 350, 400 horsepower, maybe five, if you really, really did something really wild and crazy and, and, and had a lot of cubic inches. These guys today, man, with these little rice grinders, you know, these little peanut motors, I mean, they get some serious horsepower out of them, and they twist a living daylights out of them. They're going 8, 9, 10,000 RPMs. Where I'm going with this is, is that these guys are really into the cars just as much as we were, but it's on a different plane, I, I guess you will. So, Dunk. <laughs> so what are these guys like? You know, like, uh, so the millennials, the millennials like little uh, Volkswagen, what is it, Golfs, Bobby, is that what they are? Mm-hmm. The Ford uh, Focuses, which they got mm-hmm. that ST and that RS, which is what, 300 some odd horsepower? The RSs, yep. Wow, you know, and then, of course, some of the uh, the Hyundais, they got some pretty bad little cars out there. Toyota, obviously, has got, Honda's got some pretty bad stuff, Nissan. So there's some pretty wicked little uh, sewing machines out there that go pretty fast. And... Um, so now that's the that takes care of, let's say like the 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 millennials you know and so those guys are real car enthusiasts as well. Let's go to the Gen X guys. Well, the Gen X guys they grew up in the '80s and '90s. So what do they like? Well, they like the third generation Camaros and Firebirds. Okay, the little boxy ones from '82 to '92, I believe that's when they were in production. Fox body Mustangs, which the first one came out in 1979, and uh, really didn't kind of come to, to life until 87 when they came out with the round headlights and uh, they changed the nose a little bit in the back end of the car. Although 84, 85, 85, 86 GT is actually a pretty good looking car and pretty popular and collectible. So now this is the modern day collectible cars. Now when I look on Craigslist or Cars Online or Hemings or stuff like that and I see these third gen Camaros and these third gen Firebirds, Datsun 280Zs, 300Z or 280ZXs, 300ZXs and stuff like that. These cars are pretty popular. The Mazda RX-7s, the uh, yeah, the, the first gen and the second gen, and the and the Supras and the first gen and the second gen and the Silicas. Well, not so much Silicas, but the Supras, particularly the third gen Supras, which are like those guys can get up to a thousand horsepower out of those things. So these are cars that we're all kind of overlooking, us old guys, okay? But when you go to some of these events, and I'll just say the Cars and Coffee that Crown Motorsports puts on, it was a way for the old guys and the young guys to kind of meet and kind of homologate, so to speak. And we use the term homologation when you take something that's foreign and you put it, like, for example, you take a foreign car and you drop an American V8 in it, which is basically what happened to the AC Cobra or the Sunbeam Tiger or let's see what else was out there. You know, a lot of the cars back in the... um, 50s, they were doing that with Cunninghams and Nash uh, Heelys and stuff like that. They were putting, um, you know, Chrysler Motors in them, Hemis in them, and, uh, you know, V8s basically into European cars because the European cars had the handling. And then uh, in some cases, they had the, the stopping capability as well. But nonetheless, so here's what these guys are doing. Like, for example, you heard me talk about this a few weeks ago, the guy that took the, uh, the Sky, which is our Saturn Sky, and that's a little four-cylinder car, relatively anemic. You know, this guy had a super motor in this thing, pushing about 500-plus horsepower. And it just like, wow, blew me away. I was impressed. But here it is. So me being a hot rodder and a wrench, kind of, so to speak, and then I look at these young kids, and they're pretty innovative and pretty pretty creative as well. Sure, I'm, I'm old school. You know, I'm points condenser and carburetor, and, you know, I'm the old guy with long hair and, and a screwdriver and a, and a penny to set my points. But these young kids, you know, they understand all this computer stuff and these airflows and the sensors for this and sensors for that. And it's like, wow. So it's pretty sophisticated stuff. And um, and, and we're going to get into this. In fact, I'm probably going to have somebody come on and can talk a little about this because one of the concerns that we have with the new cars, with the computers, is what happens when the technology becomes obsolete? How do you retrofit the technology, the uh, right, we were talking about yeah, that, Bobby? The, the Fox body was the uh, example, I believe. Mustang. Yeah, well, and the guy was talking about something. What was it? Because you and it's your, your lingo, not mine. Well, the, they're, we're looking to have someone figure out, well, 
the, the industry is looking to have someone figure out how to create an emulator that can run the old technology, these old uh, code, basically, that these uh, Fox Body Mustangs understand, how to run that on, say, a Windows 10 computer and be able to have a software that can run on a modern-day computer and still be able to communicate with those cars. The vintage cars and their vintage uh, software and stuff like that. So, in other words, basically talk to them in a, in a different language. Whereas in my case, you know, as old schoolers, you know, I got a carburetor. I put a big one on, a little one on, intake manifold, a set of points, electronic ignition, an MSD box, things of that nature. You know, so, you know, Petronics or whatever. So that's pretty basic stuff. I mean, it's not, you know, not real rocket science or anything like that. But what was interesting is is the fact that when these, these young kids, you talk about points and carburetors and stuff like that, they go like, huh? No different than when, when they talk about emulators and, and computers and software and this and that and all this other stuff. I go, huh? So, fortunately, I got Bobby. Bobby understands this stuff, so he's kind of like my little liaison right. to, 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 the, to the new world and a new car guy and a new car culture. And now I figured out, finally, finally figured out a way that we can kind of bridge the old school and the new school on a level that we all kind of can relate to in terms of real car guys. Okay? Did I say that right, Bobby? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, you know, and that's just, and, and a lot of those old guys or those younger uh, folks were correcting you that they do know about points. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. They do. They do. Okay. So basically where I was going tonight was just, you know, we're just general car dialogue and stuff like that. But kind of like, uh, you know, the, the car, the, it's generational in terms of the, the uh, interest in the cars. So, you know, like a friend of mine told me, he says, Robert, not everybody's in the old cars like you. And you can't expect the young guys to get in the old cars. They kind of want to. Like like we did, I grew I I gravitate to the cars that I grew up with in the fifties and the sixties and the seventies. No different than the older guys graduated to the Model Ts and the early V eights and and things of that nature. So that's just the way it is, you know. And uh, but the thing is, is that what we got to do today, and we can do this with technology and media, social media, and everything like that, is we can get the older guys to get interested in the in the, in the newer cars and the newer car guys to get interested in the older cars, so we can perpetuate perpetuate the whole car hobby, so everybody gets involved in it, and we keep it going for generations and generations to come, right, Bobby? That sounds good to me. That sounds good to you. So, how about you doing on time? We got. To, can I run my mouth a few minutes? I would we say we wrap this up. Yep. Okay. So anyway, so uh, yeah, like I said, so don't overlook Fox bodies and 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 third gen Camaros and fourth gen Camaros and uh, and and all those cool cars and a lot of the foreign cars and uh, and even the. Uh, fourth gen mustangs you know the 94 to 98s and the 99s the 2004s you know was we like to s197 was 2005 newer but anyway hey i want to thank all my listeners for tuning into nostalgia getting cars don't forget tune in every tuesday night here on the Tantalk radio network between 7 and 8 p.m to nostalgia getting cars the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports all kinds of car talk be sure and tell your friends to tune in and spread the word don't forget to follow us on social media facebook instagram twitter Visit our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. Hey, we'll see you at some of the car shows. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen. Listen.